Tandem Nomads, episode 296. Making choices in your life and taking action with intention because when you can do those things, you get that true empowerment. And welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to grow a successful portable business that is aligned with your lifestyle and your priorities. This is your host, Emel Teregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Today, I have the great, great honor to have one of my longstanding client that has been go through the whole range of steps that uh, I've been developing through Tandem Nomads. And it's been amazing to watch her grow. And I'm I'm very, very honored to have her here because she's going to share with us her journey of what she learned through her business growth and her also personal growth. So Emily Roger, Emily, are you ready for this ride? Absolutely. Bring it on, Emil. Thank you for willing to be here and share your journey uh, working together, but also what you learned as a solo entrepreneur and most importantly, as a mamapreneur, right? How to make sure to juggle all yeah. of that and still reach our goals. So, but before we go that, um, all of you who are listening, this is not the first time of Emily on the podcast show. She's been already before on the podcast sharing her journey. As I always say, entrepreneurship is a journey. And there's so much personal development that goes with our business development. So we're going to cover that as well. I will share your episode in the show notes where you talk about how you started uh, for those who want to dig deeper into it. But could you just give us a little bit of an overview of that journey, how it it started actually from the moment you thought, okay, I want to have a business and to where you are now. What is that journey looking like? If anyone goes back and listens, a lot's changed, um, except my 20 accent. <laughs> We'd been living in Asia for 10 years and moving every two years. My husband's in hotels and I did everything I could in most of those moves. I, I had a career. I couldn't continue my career. I volunteered. I did all the usual things that we do. And I got to a point where I couldn't give any more. I needed something in return. And I made the decision that I would do something different and there was a blog post by Lucille Abaddon and she shared the five reasons why as an expat you should be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And it was just a light bulb moment for me. And serendipity, we just moved from China to Taiwan and I had access to social media again so I could find Tanra Nomads from her link (laughs) on Facebook and I found UML and I started doing the Business Idea Accelerator. And that was back coming up four years ago, I think. Over four years, four and a half years ago. And I knew I wanted to create my own business. Lucille's post and then learning about you, I knew I wanted to do something. I just had no idea what that was. But the process took me from, I used to joke and call it my zero to hero. I had no idea, but I ended with a prototype and I test my business concept. And my original business, Expat Parenting Abroad, was born. And then it's morphed and changed since then. <laughs> into it, the has, it has completely <laughs> transformed. So you had no idea. Then you came up with this idea out of this program called the Business Idea Accelerator. And then you launched your yeah. business. I remember you were testing it. And then once you ra- launched the pilot, you had the green light to go ahead. So what has changed yes. since you built Expat Parenting Abroad? What has changed since? I started doing it really simply. I was literally running WhatsApp groups, um, Mm -hmm. support groups for for mums who were living their lives in transition. And actually that core program is still a part of my business today. So I haven't thrown the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. But I think 
I have learned so much about myself and I've learned so much, especially in the last 12 months um, in terms of the one-on-one work we've done about who I am and where my personal power sits and how I can use that to empower my clients and, and really support them to live their best life and get them to where they want to be. And the support groups were the foundation of that. And I learned a lot through those support groups to a point where now I work primarily one-on-one with clients. I work with corporates and I have online courses. So I've got a bit of a mixed bag, but I the journey has been primarily, I think, personal growth and the business has worked alongside of that. Um, yes. And just learning so much about myself. In few words, if I had to describe you, it's like you're an award-winning actually transition and leadership coach, and you help women who want to take this next step in their career and their lives to help them get clarity what they want and build the action plan to get there. But you also work with yeah. companies and organizations to help them support their employees through leadership and leading a team, but also transitioning abroad when they have to. So this is pretty... Yes. In- amazing change compared to expert parenting abroad and now your business is called the leap to lead the leap to lead so you're all about owning basically your leadership skills and bringing those leadership skills yeah to your clients I think it's key in terms of the journey is understanding those leaders that we have within us all and I think too often and especially when we're and I'm going to use it it's the wrong language when we're a trailing spouse we lose all of that and knowing that we've got leadership in within ourselves whether we continue to be a stay-at-home mum and focus on our hobbies or whether we want to return to work or start our own business there are so many things we can do but finding that inner leader in ourselves I think is 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 so core hence the leap to lead that ownership and growth from women who I often have a, a free clarity session with, with someone before I start working with them. And I don't always work with women, but that's my true passion is empowering women. I have male clients as well. But, you know, women who turn up in tears because they really don't know what to do next, you know, that, that they've been accidental careerists. They've ended up in admin roles because that suited their lifestyle and now they're feeling lost. They don't want to give any more of that. And how, what do they do? How do they find their way forward? Um, women who've been, you know, at home as mums dabbling on the side with part-time work, but go, actually, I don't want to run my own business. I want to do something for myself here that, that, that gives me the freedom and the flexibility to support my family, but gives me meaning and purpose as well. And then I've got other clients. It is about getting the balance right and yes they're working and yes they've got a family but how do they have their hobbies and and their own interests as part of their lives as well I think the 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 core is people feel lost and finding themselves and getting that clarity helps them to take that as I said at the start intentional action to empower their lives and I think that's the, the the core of what I'm able to do with people. You ran your business for a while. And then a year ago, you came yes. to me for this uh, new program called the Business Growth Accelerator, which is my one-on-one coaching program for one year, three months or six months, depends on the situation. Yes. So could you remember what happened a year ago, what got you to actually hop on and on the call with me and discuss yeah. whether it would work together? And, and, and I, I don't think I'm unique in this space, but there comes a point where everything feels hard work. Mm-hmm. You feel frustrated. You can put in effort and you can 
follow all the books and all the webinars and all the podcasts and you you know you're doing it, but it's just not working. It feels hard, it's frustrating, and you're not getting the results. And that was certainly me. And I had a choice to make. Did I go back into my corporate HR career? We were now living in New Zealand, so I could do that. Or do I figure out what's not working and find the right way forward? And for me, one's a soulless option that would mean I wouldn't spend any time with my tween, now teen daughters. Mm. Um, And the other gives me the freedom and the flexibility because we'll move again. You know, this is not a permanent situation. At some stage, we will get moved again. So it gives me the freedom, the flexibility and the portability to continue my life no matter what happens next. And so, as I said at the start, it's about a conscious choice. And I didn't make that choice easily or lightly. Um, It was a bit of soul searching and a lot of talks with my husband. (laughs) But, you know, it was... I I looked at lots of different options of do I do another course, do I, and I didn't feel that they were going to give me what I needed. What I did was reach out to UML to say, are you taking clients? (laughs) Is this an option? (laughs) Can we talk about it more? Because I feel stuck and and I knew that you would be able to get me unstuck. So I just, it was that moment. And then I'm going to say it without crying, my dad on the Mm. last few weeks, said to me, Mm. it's not working and you've got to do something different. And he encouraged me to have that conversation with you. And I'd already sort of got there in my own head, but he really got me over the line. So, yeah. God bless his soul. I'm not crying. (laughs) That's not happening. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. I've got goosebumps all over. And one of the things that we shared as well along this year is that we both lost our father's while while yeah. working on our business and so I know how hard it is and um I want to say how thankful and grateful I am to him for encouraging you to actually put yourself first yeah. right he was really after that and I think that's a big conversation yeah, that I want to have with you today about that decision because yeah. you said it was not an easy decision for many reasons first of all you had that pressure of one of probably needing to go back to work but at the same yeah. time it felt like you didn't want to because it meant that you would have less time for your daughters, but at the same time for you, yeah. your financial independence and making money, let's say it as it is, is important to you that yeah. I know. Right. But to yeah. be able to make that leap of faith, what did you need to do to actually say, I'm ready to invest um, in myself to make this happen and trust that it will work. It's funny. I, I, I trusted you implicitly, Amel. It was more about the guilt that I felt Mm. that the family had to make this financial commitment Mm. um and you know we came out of Taipei to New Zealand right at the start of the pandemic we were on pay cuts for a long time you know my I say we my husband was the one Mm. working he was on pay cuts but you know it it was a, a family decision and I had to put that shitty guilt aside, I had to build myself to a point where I could have that conversation openly and honestly with my husband and ask him to take a leap of faith in me and and to really see where the potential was. And I've got a wonderful business buddy, Wick, and she said, do a spreadsheet. <laughs> so <laughs> I did a spreadsheet for him. 
<laughs> and said, if I go and get a job and I take out parking and, you know, childcare and, you know, I did all the lists of all the extras, you know, getting online groceries delivered, the extra costs versus the potential of what I imagined I'd be able to do um, in my business. And, and I presented that to him and said, if we as a family invest in my coaching, I believe this is what we will have as an outcome. And it was not easy. It was a very difficult conversation. I think I cried more that day than I probably, no, I have cried more, but I cried a lot. But, you know, it was hard because I think, and I'm not, I know I'm not alone. We feel guilty. Mm-hmm. We feel guilty when we want to do something for ourselves. We feel guilty, and I'm talking for women here, we feel guilty when we want to put ourselves first as a priority. If I was thinking about my kids doing something, investing that money, it'd be a no-brainer because it's for their future. Right. But we feel guilty wanting to invest in our own future, and that is just so wrong. So it was getting over that guilt and being brave and putting together a spreadsheet and <laughs> Having that conversation with my husband. Well, this guilt, you really put the finger on this big topic that a lot of women experience when it's about investing in their growth. There must have been something that helped you realize that it was guilt that you were dealing with and how to actually free yourself from that feeling of guilt. I don't know if I'm completely free of that guilt, to be honest, Amel. I think it's <laughs> something that you work on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I'm managing it better. Um, certainly now I, I, I can get really clear about it now. But I think for me it's about trying to find that perspective and, and your dad's words to me and knowing and trusting you and what you're able to do. And, you know, I just I, I said to Scott, I have to do this. I've got to give this another chance because I know I can do this. I, I know the potential's there. I, you know, the world is just starting to open up again. I know I can do this. Mm. I just don't know how to. <laughs> and I need someone to help me with the how. And actually once I did have the conversation with him, he was really supportive. And, you know, he he, he, he enabled me to make that investment. Well, he mm. did it. it. You know, he He's got the keys to the, yeah. the security tags for the bank account. <laughs> he literally had to do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're ever over that guilt completely. I think it's something we have to learn to manage, and I feel I'm managing it well now. But I think it's something that it, it's a reality check for all of us. And if we can't, if we can't put some reason and rationale behind it, like if this was about the house, or if this was about the kids, or if this was about our parents, you know, there'd be no hesitation. And we need to be able to say, actually, I need this for myself. I think self-worth is what stops a lot of mothers who have spent their whole life caring for others because their whole self-worth is based on others. And suddenly to yeah. have to shift the self-worth on us, I think it's it's a big yeah. shift, right? But although this is a question I wanted to ask you later, maybe this is the right time because it's connected to ask you about why it mattered to you to actually do it. Why is it so important for you to have your own business and to succeed and do it? Oh, that's such a big question, Amel. For starters, I want that freedom and flexibility. I -hmm. I want to be able to choose how I work and when I work, which provides a financial freedom 
as well. Mm. There are so many of us today that want that for ourselves and I'm no different. I, w- I want that. I don't want to be in a soulless corporate job. Mm. And then there's nothing wrong with people who love their corporate jobs. But for <laughs> me, yeah. I'd outgrown that space in my life. I'd, I'd done it. I'd got to the top ranks. I'd had enough and I didn't want to go back to that. And that was a clear choice. But more than that, and I think the thing that really drives me is thinking about as a woman, as a mother, what kind of role model am I to my kids? And Mm. what am I showing them that I can do and that they could potentially consider? Um, And if I'm giving up, then does that mean they don't have to go and do swimming sports? Does that mean they don't have to try in that test? Does that mean they don't have to give it a go to make new friends? Like if we... We, we wouldn't allow our kids to do that. We encourage them all the time. We have to we have to do that for ourselves as well. And I think if I think about my big why, it is freedom, flexibility, finances, but also that role model piece. And I think that's probably the absolute core of everything for me. Through the ups and downs, I was just amazed to see you be so resilient through the process yeah. and, and, and starting having clients and growing throughout this process despite the ups and downs. So this is really yeah. amazing. The cheerleaders are important. And I, if, if, you, if you're out there and you are trying to do this alone and you're trying to do it without involving your family, then you need to start rethinking that because you need that cheerleaders, those cheerleaders, you need that support. You, you, can't, you can't do it on your own. From the moment, the first session, I think we got, we realized something big and led us to make a huge decision, which is completely pivoting your business. One question, one (laughs) question. The first question you asked me, Amel, what have you been doing and what do you want to do? (laughs) And that's it. And the outcome of that was pretty big. It's like, we need to completely change the business and rebrand. It's not even just branding, it's actually changing your whole business model and the target audience and everything. So, um, Can you tell, take us through what happened for you during that moment and, and what shifted in your head? I think I was in a unique opportunity because I'm, I'm Australian, but I'd lived in New Zealand before and we were living in New Zealand again and I'd been asked to do things that weren't running the support groups and I'd been asked to step up and provide support elsewhere for clients I'd worked with previously and and I was doing all this stuff but I wasn't thinking about it in terms of my business I was like oh that's my old hat um you know I'm doing some executive coaching with a with a new a new GM um that's my old hat mm. you know like I just it I couldn't get my head around what that meant for me in my business and when you ask that question what have you been doing and what do you want to do <laughs> I'm like oh <laughs> yeah I actually really like the stuff that's not in my business <laughs> So how do I make that part of it? And I guess it was more of a leaning into what I was being called on to do and and understanding that actually that is a strength of mine and not trying to stick with something that, yes, I'm good at, but actually I can get more working with people in these other spaces. And I think understanding that for myself and, you know, you've got to have that clarity when you're in your business and, I think the frustration I mentioned, you know, where I'd got to, feeling frustrated and angry and everything was hard, I think it was because I was trying to force it into a certain space and I didn't have the clarity that actually these are my strengths. And I think that initial work we did together to understand where do my strengths sit was so utterly powerful and 
that pivoted everything for me. That's amazing. And it's just amazing for me, alignment, you talk a lot about not making things hard. And I love that about what you're saying, because a lot of people think that things have to be hard in order to succeed. And therefore we don't have the bandwidth to make things hard. So we just don't do it. Right. And for (laughs) me, this is the living proof how actually things are not hard when we are aligned. And that was what was missing. It was hard before it was working, not the way you wanted it to work. But it felt yeah. hard at first because you were not aligned. And from the moment you yeah. got into this path, it feels like you're totally aligned. As soon as I came up with the new business name and said, this is what I'm going to do, I signed my first client. Isn't like that, that amazing? Like, right. And, and, she, and she signed on one of my biggest packages. Like it was like, and then it just started, like as soon as I had that clarity, as soon as I was living in alignment, it all started falling into place. And you're right. It, we Too often we say it's too hard and we choose because it's a choice. We choose not to do anything about it. Right. And feeling hard, feeling frustrated just means you need to shift something. Something's not quite right. And usually you need someone like yourself or a third party to ask the right questions to help you find that. It's very hard to do that soul searching on your own. Um but if you've got someone trusted that can ask the questions, you have these aha moments. Oh, my God, these are my strengths. This is what I should be doing. And with that alignment comes that flow. And you and I have talked about, you know, living in flow and, and having that that understanding of this is where I'm going. And it works. And it really, truly works. That That is just amazing to see you thrive in that position right where clients actually come in and it's not feeling hard however throughout that journey a lot of things happened a lot of things in your life in my life but that's where we shared a lot of ups and downs but one of the things that I always admire is that you do have two two teens in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of loss and a lot of life challenging moments that happened along the way yeah but you never gave yeah. up. You never. And I always was like, how are you doing this? Because that's one of the <laughs> things that I was really impressed with. So yeah. anything you can share with us to help those who are going through these challenges in life, not give up on their business and still be able to, you did the work. I would always ask you to do certain things and you would come to the session yeah. prepared and ready. Uh, and that's something yes. I really want to tell you how amazing it is because it's not easy so what made you be able to commit despite all the crazy stuff that were happening in your life I don't want to dilute it I mean it it was insane the the stuff that was going on in my life was insane but at the same time having my business and having my clients gave me a sense of sanity of space Mm -hmm. of being able to step out of that grief to be able to step out of you know, the endless lockdowns and, you know, to be able to step out of the challenges and have something to focus on um, was a bit of sanity. It was a bit of a relief and it was a bit of an escape for me as well. Um, So I plan. I'm always planning. I'm always thinking ahead. I mean, I've got, I'm looking up behind my computer. I've got calendars everywhere for different things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always thinking ahead. It comes from wanting to prioritise my family. It comes from wanting to make them 
the reason they are the reason I do everything but making them first so if I don't plan then I miss important things for the girls um or I I'm not there for Scott when he needs me or you know if I don't plan everything becomes chaos so even through challenges I would sit down I work out well what do I need to do next what what what's the next thing I need to do I've got to do lists I'm a very physical person. I've got a physical diary, a physical to-do list, you know, working out what I need to do next. So I finish each day and I plan the next day before I log off. I finish the week and I plan the next week before I log off. So when I sit down, I'm not wasting time. I'm not mindlessly thinking about where I need to start. I know what I need to do. And so my time is very effective. And I think I've said to you before, I don't believe in working long hours and I don't I don't work long hours. So I make sure the time I do work is productive and is effective. And I'm not saying I don't have bad days. There are days that I actually can't think clearly because I've been up all night with the kids or you know someone's sick or something else has happened. And so I go easy on myself those days and then push harder on the days where I am feeling good and I am feeling in line. Mm. And I think when you're dealing with grief, when you're dealing with family challenges, when you're dealing with all these other things, you've got to be able to balance it. So you can, you know, put the brakes on a bit and go easy on yourself and then Mm. you can really push the accelerator down and work hard and be really productive. And I think if you can plan and you know what's going on and you know where your priorities are, then you've got that flexibility. I mean, we had uh, three weather, massive weather events in the last three weeks and the final one being a cyclone that's devastated New Zealand and my heart goes out to everyone in the Hawke's Bay. But, you know, I had a big uh, summit, audio summit planned for February and I was looking at my diary at the end of October. I thought the start of the school year is usually a bit up and down. I think I might do that and record it all now in November and have it all done, all the social media scheduled, everything set up before I take my holiday at Christmas time. Mm. And it meant I put a bit of extra pressure on myself at the end of the year. And there's a few friends I didn't manage to catch up with because of that. But it meant when we started the school year and the school flooded and it was closed and then the girls Mm. were online learning and, you know, we lost power because of what... I actually kept going and I didn't have to stress because I'd already planned Mm. what needed to happen. And so I could spend time with the girls and support them and understanding what was going on and the loss of life and the damage to properties and when they were scared because I'd planned and I could pull those levers for myself as I needed to. I love that. And I've seen it throughout the process how you actually we're always planning ahead so that you can have a leeway if something unpredictable happened. And that's basically your strategy, planning ahead, yeah. but yeah. also not overthinking. I, you know, I think that's the bigger thing. Whenever I ask you to do something, you just do it and not yeah. get too caught up into overthinking of how I'm going to do it and the technical issues. And you're like, I'll figure it out. I'll do it. And if it doesn't have to be perfect, <laughs> right? And I think we both I'm a know that. Finisher. I'm not a perfectionist. Right? <laughs> And because you are comfortable with it and you see how, you know, you're laughing about it and I love it because I'm like, yes, because of that, you're able to actually not overthink and be very, very fast at executing and hence not even work a lot of hours. Uh, like how, how many hours yeah. do you think that you work per week? 
ideally I work yeah. a four day week and I Absolutely. sit down at my desk at nine o'clock in the morning and I work until three o'clock in the afternoon, four days a week, whatever, however many hours that is. <laughs> and, and you know, Amel, that's one thing you and I talked about. I went on a business retreat again with my biz buddy, uh, Wick. She was running a retreat for business owners and I went on that retreat and all of those women were burnt out. They'd mm. been working weekends, they'd been working nights, they'd been compromising their family time, they were angry with their businesses, you know, and this was early on when we started working together. And I came back and I met with you the next week and I said, that's not why I'm here. What <laughs> do I need to do differently? Because I'm not working on my business to end up like that. <laughs> I love it. You, you turned around and said to me, take control of it. And so you gave me the tools that I needed to say, well, if I'm going to work a four-day week and I'm going to get everything done, how do I set myself up for that? What needs to be in my diary? What? How do I fit my clients in around what I need to be doing to grow my business? Um, and you gave me those tools to make that happen for myself. And that's what I use now. So I should I should know how many hours I work every week off the top of my head. <laughs> But I, I picture it in terms of this template that you've given me because I've got the colours there and because it's colour-coded, <laughs> I can see what I'm doing for myself. I can right. see what I'm doing for my family. I can see what I'm doing for my clients and I can see what I'm doing to grow my business. And I can see visually if I've got the balance right. So <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. So let's talk more about the business now. What are the things that you've learned through the process and implemented to be able to be where you are today? I did business idea accelerator. So I had an overview of what I needed to do. And you and I had worked together to get my first business launched. And again, I kind of knew the bits and pieces and I downloaded your three C's and I was working on that. And, you know, I kind of had all the basic bones, right? But what I didn't understand was some of those um, little intricacies of the sales and marketing and, you know, where the, power really comes from in terms of the planning so yes I had ideas of what I needed to do but how does that actually line up with when you then open your doors and how does it line up with then what you want to achieve you know with your corporate clients or how does it line up with where you want to go you know what are you doing about um you know and you're still always pushing me on this but you know speaking engagement this is this is what you need to be doing you know if if, if you don't have the understanding of what that looks like, which I didn't have prior, then it's a lot of effort and energy in a mishmash way. And I think I had bare bones, I had the skeleton, but I didn't have the body around it to really be able to grow my business. And I think the one thing I'm utterly grateful for is having that complete picture now of, you know, yes, the first part was getting clarity and alignment in myself and, you know, repositioning my business, but then understanding how I can theme things to bring it through into a, a you know, a, a launch into a, you know, and then that can feed into this other next step. And then how I didn't understand how that worked. And I think I'm really grateful to see that full picture now. And, you know, I know what I'm doing in March and in April. Like I know what that looks like. And so when it comes down to content, I can bang it out pretty quickly. And I, I'm not perfect. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's meeting the needs and it's it's working in a system now. That, that's the word I want. It's a system now where, there, yes. where it was all had ad hoc before 
I've got the systems in place now. Yeah. Once you got the strategy, then the next step was to build the system that works for you. And I think that's the important part. Like, no, there's, in my case, I don't, I never have like two clients who do things the same way, even if they have, they're in the same line of job. And it's about making yeah. it work for you. And what I love about you is that you did embrace the whole idea of keeping things simple ineffective to be able to do as much and honestly from outside it can feel like you're working all the time but actually you're delivering a lot but not working a lot yeah. and that's amazing and let's yeah. not forget you're not only doing marketing and selling your business right now you're actually coaching clients because you did get a lot of clients and so actually tell us more yeah. about what came out at the end of the from the other side as results for you it's been amazing that being able to turn people's lives around and get these outcomes for them. You know, I had one a client, you know, we worked together and, and we've achieved amazing things for her in the leadership space. She got to the pinnacle of her career and she's like, actually, let's go back and let's change careers now. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, amazing. You know, but give them the power in their lives to say, well, now I've made it to the top. I want to do something else. You know, again, without guilt, without questioning yourself, but with complete clarity. And I, I love being able to do that what that means is you know having consistent client base having consistent revenue and I I did this calculation for you because I know people when I talk to people they want to they they always want to know well what does that actually mean and my revenue growth has since the launch so not 12 months yet but since the launch the revenue growth has been 185 percent amazing wow and I'm paying myself consistently every month and I'm wow. putting aside my profit every month and <laughs> I'm I'm putting aside my tax every like I am I'm doing everything I aspired to when we started working together and wow. it, this it is feels mine. good. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Emily. I'm so happy for you. And I always say, you know, you get out what you put in. And I think I'm really proud and honored to have been able to support you. But I have to say it to those who are listening, you get out what you put in and you have been committed. That's the thing, despite all the things that happened to get these results, because alone, I can't do that if the people are not, you know, committed and you are applying what you're helping your clients with, right? You are helping your clients to be that committed to themselves. And I see you doing it for yourself. So you are walking the walk and not just talking the talk. So I love watching that. It's just mind blowing. You've got to be intentional in your actions. You've got to make that choice to empower yourself. And if you can do that, then literally the world is your oyster and you you need you need someone asking the right questions. You need you you need that party with you, supporting you, asking the questions and guiding you. And you know that strategy and those systems that came after, they have given me the growth. But it's just working out what it is that's keeping you frustrated and what's hard, mm-hmm. and getting that flow. Wow, what a wonderful way to summarize that. And uh, the whole journey has just been amazing to watch you, Emily. So thank you for sharing it with us. Before we say goodbye, I would love to know like what's happened next for you and anything you'd like to share about you know, your business and, and where to find you. So I am theleaptolead.com is my website. Um, on social, the leap to lead. So my most popular package is the Vision Lab, where if you're feeling that something you want you're not doing not living your dreams you're not living the life you want 
whether you want to return to work, whether it's about your hobbies or whether it's about your career. And the Vision Lab is a three-month coaching program taking you from getting clarity through to taking action. And that's my most popular package that I do with women. And then I have the leadership uh, coaching that I do with corporates as well as the transition lab for the families that are moving, which was my original baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you managed to incorporate it as well in what you do today. This is, this is amazing. So Emily, thank you for the true honor of allowing me to be part of your journey and to be here and share it with us. Oh, thank you so much, Amel. I I say it to you, I know, but I I am so grateful for everything that you've taught me and shared with me. And I did say to you one time, what is it that I don't know? What, <laughs> what do I need to know that I don't know to ask? And you looked at me and you said, but it's a journey. If I told you everything, you wouldn't get the journey. And it was so true. And I am really embracing the journey and it's it has challenges but I'm embracing it and I'm loving it so thank you so much oh, my true pleasure so uh, Nomad Nation I hope you enjoyed listening to Emily's story and if you are interested in working with me reach out I'll be putting in the show notes the link to be able to schedule an introduction call a free introduction call to let me know about what are your needs and we'll see if that's the good fit for you don't hesitate to reach out and I will also put all the information of Emily in the show notes of this episode go to tandemnomads.com slash 296 make sure to reach out to her if you need anything especially if you're looking at making a change in your life and looking for clarity she's the person to go to so don't hesitate and i'll can't wait nomination to meet you stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities